The voice of the people. Oh, thank you, Lord. It doesn't matter the news. Let the black out be so black that we can't see the next person standing beside us. Fear not. Fear not, says God. Fear not. You don't know how to, where to get the next meal after church. <laughs> Fear not. For he supplies our needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. All our needs. Maybe you are so broke, you, you don't have a dime here and abroad and in broad. Fear not. God is with you. In that broke state, he's with you. In that hunger, he's with you. Fear not. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen. Welcome to church. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a shout. Glory. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Lord. What thing we for do if not be God? What thing we for do? Just give your neighbor a hug. Just, just hug your neighbor. You know this. Just, you know, I just, just give him that hug. Give her that hug. Eh, mommy. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Lord. You can have your seat, please. Thank you, Lord. You know, when God speaks, he means it. God is not like your friend. Uh, that says it and don't mean it. When you check with that friend, two days later, I say, mm, I didn't really mean it. No, but that's not our God. <laughs> he doesn't say it and don't mean it. If God says it, he means it. And he stands by his word. He stands by his word. Hallelujah. Amen. Oh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Pastor D, for privilege to share God's word. Always a privilege. Thank you, man. Always a privilege. I'm always honored to have the opportunity to share God's word. One of the greatest jobs you can do. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, thank you, Lord. You know, uh, Pastor Jessica was saying last Sunday how she was nervous the day before the Sunday she was to preach. 
I said, your own was just like one day. Amen. You know, I was told since early May. Uh, so you can count how long I've been nervous. And you know, when, when, when you are told you are going to share, I, I don't know whether it happens to you, but for me, almost every day, I think about it. And you know, it's part of the preparation. I, I just, there's no day you are in the loo, you are thinking about it. You're on your way to work, you are thinking about it. You are turning to a client, you are thinking about it. You are sitting alone, you are thinking about it. They're asking you for money to buy gas, you are thinking about it. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. We were grateful our gas finished yesterday. It didn't finish on a Sunday morning. When you are, when you are tying towel, just waiting for the water. The gas was just finished. <laughs> so when I was told the gas was finished, I said, ah, thank God it's, it finished on a Saturday uh, so we can get gas and don't have anything to disturb our preparation for service on Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, um, you know, we, we, uh, Pastor Jessica has been, you know, blessing us this past two Sundays. I have not stopped thinking about the things um, she shared with us. Hallelujah. She started by, you know, she, she spoke um, the first Sunday that there's a higher calling for every one of us. That's a higher calling beyond what we do here and, and um, what we strive to do or not doing. There's a higher calling. Amen. That's a higher calling. I, I remember telling my boys many years ago, you know, while we're all still in school, and I told them that someday we will all be true with school. Someday we will all be married. Someday we will all have children. Someday we will all have cars. Someday we will own our houses. After then, what next? So there's a higher calling beyond raising a family. Beyond getting a good job, good paid job, you can see how people brag about a good paid job as though it's, a, it's eternity. I work with retirees. After 35 years, you will leave the job. No matter how rosy it is, it's either 35 years of work or attaining the age of 60. But what am I saying? There is a life beyond this there is a life, there is a higher calling. And that's what Pastor um, Jessica, you know, reminded of. There's a higher calling. Seek it. Seek it. And pursue it. That is the life that satisfies. Hallelujah. And then she went on the second Sunday and she spoke about process. Oh, I was so blessed. I was so blessed. Process. And you know, we, we live in an age where, where people abhor process. And the Rev came and gave us that mighty exaltation that me, I, I titled it Gross Sense. Uh, you know me, I like title, and it just kind of have a way of guiding me. You know, Gross Sense. And he said, when I'm traveling to Abuja, I don't go with my car. So that as we are going and something happens, I jump out, I enter the next one and continue. If it's your car, will you carry it on your head? 
So no, this guy refused to move. He just look uh, uh, pad. Just put it. Hey, yeah, okay now. Just put the coin. Here, just start going. You not. Your movement will be impeded. You have to find a way. If it is in a place that is not safe, you can't move. He said, well, because he has sense. And sense is not common again. No? Process. Process. You know, she, she talked about David, who had the opportunity to kill Saul that was chasing after him twice. You know, every time I read that story, you know, your flesh wanted to just remove the span. You know, I remember the second, the second time his boys were telling him, Oga, took this man, this knife, make we end this thing. Took him. But David have sense. If David had done that, he would truncate the process. And the reason why many people don't, don't reach where, where God desired them to reach is because they truncate the process. They are too fast. Sharp, sharp. We are in a hurry. We are in a, we are, we are in a hurrying world. Nobody wants to be patient. Nobody wants to. Students don't want to sit down and read. And pass their exams. Eh, he'd rather be chilling, get some money, and pay somebody else to come and write an exam for him. Fast world. Shortcut. Not seeing through the process. And then she told us that it took David 15 years. 15 years. He said, how can I touch the Lord's anointed? Even though he knew the man was sitting on the seat that God has anointed him for. Attitude. The man has sense. And every time you read about David, you know why God says he's a man after his heart. In spite of his shenanigans. What of Joseph? It took him about 13 years to reach there. Every time he refused to truncate the process. The process. There's a process. And true. Thank you so much, ma. I'm so blessed. There's a process. Moses had to, had to become a shepherd for 40 years to grow sense. For 40 years before the bush began to burn. 40 years. Abraham waited for the promised child for 25 years. Isn't that why James told us that let your patience have its perfect work, thorough work, so that you will be entire, complete, matured, wanting nothing. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. So today, I, I, I will tell that line. While she was talking, I was so blessed. You know, because um, 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 it, it confirms to me that, um, yes, I'm in tune. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. 
So I'll continue along that line from a different um, angle. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Please give me 1 Samuel 13, verse 6. 1 Samuel 13, verse 6. And I, I titled this, The Voice of the People. The Voice of the People. When the men of Israel saw that they were in a strait, for the people were distressed, then the people did hide themselves in caves and in tickets and in rocks and in high places and in pits. Verse 7. And some of the Hebrews went over Jordan to the land of God and Gilead. As for Saul, he was yet in Gilgal. And all the people followed him trembling. Verse 8. And he tarried seven days according to the set time that Samuel had appointed. Samuel gave him an instruction to wait for seven days. But Samuel came not to Gilgal and the people were scattered from him. Verse 9. And Saul said, bring hither a burnt offering to me and peace offerings. And he offered the burnt offering. You must understand that he was not supposed to do this. It is not in his place to do this. The Amplified Version said he offered the offering he was forbidden to. Verse 10. And it came to pass that as soon as he had made an end of offering the burnt offering, behold, Samuel came. Sharp, 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 sharp. Too fast. Too fast. And Saul went out to meet him that he might salute him. You know that kind of salute when you don't, you don't mess up. Okay, welcome, sir. So, verse 11. And Samuel said, What hast thou done? And Saul said, Because I saw that the people, say the people, uh-huh. I saw that the people were scattered from me. One translation said, They deserted me. And that, and that thou camest not within the days appointed. And that the Philistines gathered themselves together at Michmash. Verse 12. Therefore said I, the Philistines will come down now upon me to Gilgal, and I have not made supplication unto the Lord. I forced myself therefore, and offered a burnt offering. You know, assumption, he walked by assumption. He said, I forced myself. Verse 13. As some things you force yourself. And you force yourself into the bush. Verse 13. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done wisely. Foolishly. Oh, foolishly. Yes. Wow. I thought you people don't know how to read English. And Samuel said to Saul, Thou hast done foolishly. Thou hast not kept the commandment of the Lord thy God, which he, verse 14, which he commanded thee, for now would the Lord have established thy kingdom upon Israel forever. Anytime I read that, I'm like, God, maybe just five more minutes of just waiting. 
Saul said, you have done foolishly. For if I, if I, ha, if you had waited and I, and I, and I do this sacrifice, God will establish your kingdom forever. But the people, the people moved Saul, the king. The voice of the people. Next verse. But now thy kingdom shall not continue. Ah, this is so straight, so harsh. Straight to the king. The Lord has sought him a man after his own heart. And the Lord has commanded him to be captain over his people. Because thou hast not kept that which the Lord commanded thee. This was when he got the, the info about David. This was when the trouble against David started. When he read, oh, this is the man after God so had that God have chosen over me. He, he began to plan to kill David. I know when I read this, I felt that God wanted to, wanted to just find a way to inform him. Say, guy, I know deal with you again. Hallelujah. Saul, Saul, Saul was considering the reaction of the people. And he disobeyed God's direction. I wrote something beside my Bible when I first read this in this Bible. Um, I think in 2010, I wrote something beside it. In royal apparel, Jessica sat upon his throne and made an oration unto them. Verse 22. And some of those things they write beside it. And the people and gave a blessing. shout, saying, It is the voice of a God, Hallelujah. and not no, of I a man. This. It's and ninth, the man nodded his head and thunder fired him. Sometimes we move so fast Verse 23. and miss God's plan for our life. Hallelujah. The voice of God and not of a man. He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Can I can take you into the bush. Verse 23, please. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God the glory. And he was eating of worms and gave up the ghost. The angel of the Lord smote him and he decayed immediately. The thunder came with. <laughs> the thunder must have used Pastor D. Verse 24. Verse 24. But the word of God grew and multiplied. You know? <laughs> I just like this next verse. You know? They, they just continued. They just continued. You know? The, the Bible just, just continued as though nothing, nothing happened. I just, that's why I read it. It's not like, but the word of the Lord grew and just, it just continued. After smoting someone, Herod, the Bible just continued. Hallelujah. Amen. 
You know, the, the people gathered. And after the man made an oration, the people began to scream. This is the voice of a God. And not the voice of a man. You remember, it was the same people that were screaming, Hosanna, Hosanna. When Jesus was riding into the city. That were shouting, crucify him. Brethren, the voice of the people is not the voice of God. You know, politicians have told us that the voice of the people have spoken. And we are, we are you know, the countries are entering bush. The voice of the people have spoken. The people have, have asked me to come and... The people, that's what they always tell us. Why well, lady is laughing? That's what they always tell us. You know, the youth, the, this youth... Have asked me to come and run for this post. The voice of the people have asked me to come and Nigeria have spoken. Amen. I know. Entering bush, small, small. The voice of the people is not the voice of God. Hallelujah. You must beware the voice of the people. Otherwise, you and the people will enter bush. You know, there's there's this. There's this, um, there's this movie uh, I believe um, all of us have seen, Titanic. Yeah, Titanic. Okay, not all of us. Okay. Maybe most of us. I'm even, I'm even surprised that I've seen it. Uh, I'm not a movie, but I'm just surprised that I've seen it. Because the, the way they, so, they talked about it, I think in the 90s or so, the way they spoke, had to, it was as if it was as if I, I, I wasn't a complete human being because I have not seen Titanic. So I went to look for Titanic. I sat and I watched Titanic. You know, that ship was built in 1912. In April 1912. That ship was for real. Built in 1912. One of the biggest uh, uh, um, ships there was. I think the company that built it, that was their second, their second work. And then um, um, on its first voyage, first voyage, I think April 10th or so, 1912, it, it was carrying um, over 2,000 passengers on board. It was a massive ship. You know, um, when you read, when you read, when you read um, about it, they didn't mention what I'm about to mention because I read that from John C. Maxwell's book. He said, when the guys finished building the ship, it was so perfect. And, and I can understand because uh, history has it that when he when when embarked on the journey to New York, it carried lifeboats that could only rescue half of the people on board because they were so sure that, man, this is, this is complete, complete work. We finished work here. They were so sure that we may not even need this lifeboat. So they carried... The, the ones that, can, that could only save half of the people, a, a, a little above a thousand. And you have above, uh, above two thousand on board. And you know, the rule is when, when there's a shipwreck, you save children and women first and all of that. So, you know, they, they, they didn't care because they felt they did a perfect work. So, you know, so John C. Maxwell has it that after they finished the design that work, everything was mm, then I scribbled beside it. Even God cannot sing the ship. The voice of the people. 
the day I read it, I kept the book. I'm like, hey. So, and I, and I played back the movie in my mind. And I played back how the thing sunk. The sinking was so sunken. Even God can't sink the ship. They were so, they were so sure that they have finished work that they tried my God. The thing continued. Just five days on voyage. Just hit one iceberg. The sinking, eh? Hallelujah. Amen. So, um, um, from, from these scriptures were bred, I, I got some line of thoughts I, I want to talk to us about this morning. And number one is, don't live your life to please people or by what people say. Don't live your life to please people. You know, I, I've seen that a lot. People, they do their best possible to please man. Don't live your life to please people. Ladies, don't live your life to please a man. I've seen that. A girl is working so hard. She's working so hard to get just one chingly man's attention. Man. Thank you. Amen. True. I've seen that. I mean. You know, I was talking with a lady that her boyfriend has finished blowing her eyes. And I said, this guy is a monster. You don't need this kind of person in your life. Guess what she said? No. No, she said, he's a real man. When I misbehave, he puts me in check. Kai! I just put put my tail in between my legs. I was shocked out of my bones. He said, no. No. He's a real man. When I misbehave, he put me in order. Don't live your life to please people. Or by what people say. Some people are all their life. Oh, oh, everything about them is by what people say. They are so eaten up by what people are saying. Some people when they pass and people laugh. They turn back. Why are they laugh? Why, why, why are they laugh now? Why, why are they laugh now? What in? Are they smell? Are they smell? Wait, wait, in. Oh, no, no, if you just sit uh, <laughs> How many people are you going to be? How many times are you going to be defending that? What's your business? I have my mouth. I have my eyes. I can laugh. I can choose to do whatever. So what? What is it? Waiting, waiting. Are those persons just they laugh? Waiting, waiting, wait, waiting, wait, wait, waiting, waiting. Happen. 
Hallelujah. Give me Galatians 1.10. Galatians 1.10. Don't live your life to please people. You know, that's what puts Saul in trouble. Saul wanted to please the people. He said the people were trembling. They were scattering. They were deserting me. I said, guy, guy bring that in. He just entered. And, and as soon as he came out, the Bible says Samuel appeared. I said, what have you done? He said, that I have done foolishly. For you would have just established your kingdom if you just wait. Just wait small. He lost it. From that time to the time he died, he, he was just floating. They were just waiting for him to die. Then David continued. He was trying to please people. And I, and I think that's what Aaron did also. He didn't even question anything. He just, oh, yeah, bring your earrings. When I want God, okay, Babam, he do God. He now built altar. He now said, this is the God that brought you out. And you, you want to blame God when he said, Moses died people. Which thou brought us. Don't live your life to please people. I mean, how, how can you, you, you're a girl. I mean, you, do, you are doing everything to please a man. How much is the man worth? Does the man have two heads? Or as a man, the only thing you are doing is to, is to, is to catch a girl's attention. And there are plenty of girls now. <laughs> you, you know fine, eh? You know they see mirror, eh? <laughs> Look mirror now, admire yourself. Hey, God's handiwork. Read your Bible and know what God says about you. And believe it. And look at yourself. And you know, you, you know they say, I rev the waka. You know, you know, you know they see the swag. You know, you know they see. You, you see it's the swag. Ha! It's one life, man. You don't allow one, one girl will now be called, you just be pressing your mumu button. Just pressing it. And, say, and save your name in our phone as Mugufo. Oh, Lord. Oh, Jesus. Mugufo. Or oh, office two. You are office. She wants money. ATM six. You need to check what they saved your name with. And confirm. You need to check. <laughs> My colleague saved his guest friend's number in his phone as Castina so that the wife will not know. <laughs> Because he has clients in Casina that he goes to attend to. So once Casina begins to read, ah, is that my client? Hello? Uh, <laughs> just punishing yourself. Verse 10. For I do now, for do I now persuade men or God? Or do I seek to please men? For if I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of Christ. Full stop. 
If I yet pleased men, I should not be the servant of God. Hallelujah. Don't live your life to please people. People, I, I see, I see it everywhere. Yes, men. I service people are trying to get people's attention to be in the good book of people. If you are in everybody's good book, there's a problem with you. If everybody likes you, you are not in this world. Check. Maybe be al genu. Acts 4. Acts 4 verse 18. Don't live your life to please people. Please. Spend your time developing yourself. Develop yourself. Develop your spirit to hear God's voice than the voice of the people. Develop, spend time to develop. That's what Ken Hagin said. He said, spend time to develop your spirit, to learn to be led by God. Because that's the primary way God leads us. Many of us, we, we are listening to too many voices. We hear here, we hear here, we hear here, and we are at the middle. Our head is spinning, spinning, spinning. We are confused. You, you have prophet A, you have prophet B, you have prophet C, you have, you have Malam 4, Ogini. Ogini. I was in Kwangila Park some many years ago. I was to travel to Kogi State University for a, for, 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 for a function. So we're in the bus, Kwangila, and this Igala mommy was inside. So as the bus was about to take off, the mommy prayed in Jesus' name and prayed in Allah's name. So I was like, so you know, she wants insurance to cover her on both sides. If Jesus no do the thing, Allah cover me. And most most times we are like that. We, we are not sure of who we are. We are not sure of what we have. We are not sure of who, who is with us. You pray in Jesus' name and pray Allah's name. I said, like, now wow. And you know, it's not that prayer you pray in the bus that is saving you. You know, but, but, um, Reverend uh, Tokula said that one time. I said, mm, it's true. You know, there's people pray when they want to travel. And you know, there are prayer merchants, people traveling. And now let's, uh, about, about, uh, we're about to embark on Let's pray now. After I pray, now give you an envelope. Uh, we got to need to hustle, man. <laughs> As though we cannot pray for ourselves. And you, people are so fear. It's not that prayer you pray when the boss wants to leave. That is. Some people say, when I'm traveling, I, I don't sleep. I don't sleep. As though you're not sleeping. Can I don't sleep. If you see my sleep at the head boot. So I call what I say, man. I I had boot one girl with the name. Sometimes you travel, you work so hard, all you want is just to enter into the bus and take a good sleep, pass out, and wake up to your destination. And God save you that you sleep and they pass you. Verse eighteen. And they called them now, Peter and John, and commanded them not to speak at all. Not teach in the name of Jesus. Verse 19. 
oh, I, I, I like, I like, I like Peter, man. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. Judge ye. Whether it be right for us to hearken unto God or listen to you men, mortal men, judge. Don't live your life to please people. You will enter bush with them. Number two, don't live your life to oppress or impress people. Amen. I they see that one too, plenty. You live your all you are thinking is how to oppress. As you are dressing, like will this one really show them? No, this one will not show them. No, this shoe we know it will not, it will not show them, you know. And then you now come to church late. I don't walk so that they see the shoe. We know they see the shoe. We know they see the shoe. People know they see all those rubbish. When I was young or younger, I don't go to church until I have a new clothes. Yes. So when I have that, when I have that new clothes, then I, when I go to church, I'll go late. Then I'll stay behind. And I'm targeting offering time. Offering time, you just wake up. Just start walking in the in the middle of the aisle. Just walking. Are you seeing me? Are you seeing me? Are you seeing me? Are you seeing me? Well, people that they are thinking of the rest that are going to eat after the church. You think they are seeing you? Sorry. After that offering, after I'm, I'm, and sometimes offering no the hand though. I'm kind God. Thank you for your mercy. Offering no the hand, you not do like this. It's just your clothes. You just they need to see your clothes. Nothing. I did it. I know what I'm saying. I did it. I did it. Yoruba Street in Sabongeri. I did it. Catholic Church. Uh -huh. I did it. I know. I know what I'm saying. I did it. I have witness. You know? So go, go and offer yourself. You'll be lying to yourself. Go and offer yourself. Bring your money. Give offering. Offering is money, not yourself. What are we going to do with you? Don't live your life to oppress or impress people. God did not send you to oppress people. He asked us to serve them. Don't live your life to oppress people. I'm telling you, nobody really cares about what you wear. We're not going to remember by next Sunday. Next Sunday. Oh. Too far. Too. Now let me Okay, can you just sit and start thinking of what everybody wore last Sunday? I mean, the NLC blackout, I've taken that out already, sir. Even you yourself, can never remember what you wore, sir. You have to think. Then it's your, it's your, it's your clothes. Sometimes you wish because you bought a designer singlet or boxers, you wish you just wear boxers and the singlet. And just... You don't wish. You just can't. Oh, is that no? Is that no way where I would just wear wear my inners? So that they see the, the, the crest. You know? 
Just see the, see the, see the Nike, the Nike crest. That's just your problem, the Nike. The Nike, the polo. And you forget that they design all those things in Abba. Come, let me go and show you in Ariara Market. I've been there. It's not a ghost. You see, you'll be shocked. You'll be shocked. First Corinthians 4, 7. Don't live your life to oppress people. Don't live your life to oppress people. Or you have some small change. All you are doing is just to oppress people. When they ask you for help, say, don't you know how to walk? What, what's your two hands doing? These two hands, they are meant for walking. That's how I've been walking, putting my hands to walk that I got this money. What's wrong with you people? You young people, you don't think. You young people, you don't think. Don't think. You've been three weeks. Because of your small change. Think about that rich fool in the Bible. The Bible calling rich fool is rich. That's why I understand when Reb always says that the Bible warns us about money. Most times. Why did I now attach fool to the rich? Rich fool. Kai. This life no balance. Rich fool. Because the, the man no get sense. He, he gathered it. He now sat down. He now look and say, Kai. Seafood. Seafood. Now I go sit down. I go binge on this food. That night. The Bible said that night. For who make it thee to defer from another? And what hast thou that thou didst not receive? Now if thou didst receive it, why dost thou glory as if thou hast not received it? Everything we have, we received it. How different are you from another, he asked. You are just privileged. And for the fact that you are privileged does not mean you should, you should, you should oppress people. No, you are privileged so that you can help people. That's what, that's what your privilege is for. Is to help people, to serve people. To serve people. That's what your privilege is for. God has blessed you. And you have received it. You don't be you say you don't have to start glorying as if you did not receive it. Oh, I see people oppressed, but just see everywhere. Oppressed people. Because the people don't have at that time. And that somebody do not have at that time does not mean he will not have. Oh, I have seen people who do not have, but they have now. I have seen people who are gathering money to pay their school fees, but they have more money than us. You know, one time I was telling, I said, God, cut. Now, wow, for you. Some of the people, they help like this. See, see, see how they are, see how things. But you know, God asked me a question. He said, oh, you were helping them so that you continue to be better than them. 
that a father expects his child to be better. I say, yes, 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 glory. Inside the bedroom, I just jump in. I say, yes, yes, I'm a good leader. That the people I've led are better. Yes, yes, yes. Because every father wants their child to be better. No father brings their child and be praying that car, be competing. Be competing that. No father does that. Pastor D told us how her mother sold her rapper. She was at the place of selling her gold. She went collected, collected the money to send her brother to school. But today, to that sacrifice, see where he put her uncle. Uncles. When you are privileged, it is to help people, not to oppress them. And when you help them, expect them to be better, even more than you. Hallelujah. Amen. Number three, don't base your judgment of people by what you hear other people say about them. Amen. Don't base your judgment of people by what you hear other people say about them. Them say, them say, them say, them say. Don't base your judgment by what you hear other people say about other people. You know, I find it very interesting that Mr. A and Mr. B have an issue. Mr. A will not go to Mr. B and say, see, what you did to me, I don't like it. And so, no, Mr. A will leave Mr. B, then go to Mr. C and say, can you imagine what Mr. B did to me? I mean, I mean, look at me. At the very so, no, 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 Mr. C, they threaten. I'm not talking about Mr. C. If, you, if my anger, my anger, if I keep my Bible, if I unleash my anger, Mr. B, no go, no. And they will not stop at C. They will talk to D, they will talk to E, they will talk to F. You know, what is your intention? But you, but you, did, you have not told the person you have issue with. Is that not what the Bible says we should do? Go and meet the person. Street. And so you now sell, you now sell wrong motive, wrong ideas into people's mind. And sometimes the CDE will now come and meet B and say, E, if you know what A talk about you. You see? I'm a born network. It's completed. I know when, when people talk to other people or talk about other people, what's your intention? So you that they are talking to, don't base your judgment of other people by what people say about them. Don't. Don't. Hallelujah. Amen. First Corinthians 13. Give me amplified classic. If you have an issue with someone, walk up to them. I don't like what you did to me. The person say how? You explain. And you know, you sort it out. And you and it's off. What time 
Sprawa guje, tok, 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 guje, tok, 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 guje, tok, 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 and... Amen. Verse 7. Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Think about it. You that want to go and tell a woman I love you. Think about it. No, no, think about it. Because I, I, I still find it funny. How they make us wear suit, wear our gele, and come and they tell us we love each other. And after two days, they come and start saying, You know, my small blessed memory, I read one of his books. He said that, he said that the same way they gathered us for the wedding, if they want to divorce, they should also gather us again. So by the time you think of the bills, the decoration, the distance, and you come and say, that thing I told you, I take it back. <laughs> Love bears up under anything and everything that comes. Is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Ever ready. Don't base your judgment of people by what other people say about them. Base your judgment here. Let this be your base. Is ever ready to believe the best of every person. Its hopes are faithless. Under all circumstances, and it endures everything. This is hard. To, this is hard. To, this is high. Every time you, everything, God, you mean every, 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 without weakening. Love bears up under. And you know, when, when, when you meet your brother and you sort your issues, you see, you have covered the wrong. But when you extend it to C, to D, and you just talk, 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 this will just fester around. You see that around. And it's not correct. And God is speaking to us today. If you have an issue with someone, walk up to the person. That's maturity. That's maturity. That boldness you have to talk to C, Go to the person and say, Madam, I don't like the way you talk to me today. I don't like him. So, Madam will explain. You understand? If there's, an, if there's an explanation. And you people come to terms and sort it there. Some other people, even after sorting it, they still meet C. You see what you do? I, I, I go meet him. Yeah, I go meet him. Or you see, you, somebody will say, uh, I, I'm waiting for him to come and tell me sorry first. Grow up. Amen. Number four. Don't compare yourself with other people. Don't compare yourself with other people. You know they their house. You don't know them. 
don't compare yourself with other people. I try not to let let your car let your car be your nose like I let no I, don't compare yourself with other people. That's 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 the cause of trouble for many people. Comparison. We finish school together. Sam, you don't marry. You get 90 children. We were not born on the same day. Even if we were born on the same day, we are two different people, two different purposes, two different lives, two different expectations, two different backgrounds. Your background may not be the same with the other persons. Quit comparing yourself with people. Amen. Second Corinthians 10, 12. Okay, since you are here, give me easy. Give me easy translation. Second Corinthians 10, 12. Don't compare yourself with people. Don't compare yourself with people. You will cause yourself grief. You will cause you you will you will enter into worry, comparing, comparing. Know who you are, know where you are coming from, understand your background, and stick to your guns. Don't compare people. I, I, I had a colleague that was trying to compete with other colleagues and ran into trouble. Two companies' money in millions. He was trying to compete. He was trying to compete with, with some two guys who are privileged. Who are privileged. One of them, the, 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 the father has a house in Algorithm here. The other one, he has some sisters that are well to do. He can always run there, collect some stuffs, and be cool. But this particular guy, he told me by himself, he came to this town with Ghana must go. He has no uncle. He has no, he has nobody, doesn't know any. He came here back home complete. But you, are, you want to start comparing. Start comparing. Start buying shoes, 70,000. Start telling people, buy good shoes. That's what you're telling people, buy good shoes. This one is 70,000. I ordered this from Jumia. You know what I'm about? Hey, when will I order shoes from Jumia? Oh, Kenneth. <laughs> Kenneth, oh, oh God, help us. Every time it's, it's on Jumia. It's on Jumia. <laughs> Company money. And that's how he threw away eight years. Eight years. Eight years of growing to the land to become a unit manager. Eight years. He blew it away. Father, as I'm speaking, they are already preparing the, the paper of disclaimer. And if they disclaim you, they have finished your career. Verse 12. Some people praise themselves. This is easy translation. They say how clever they are. But we could never do that. We could not even try to be like those people. But they do not understand anything. They decide among themselves how good they are. They decide. They look at one another to see if they are better 
or worse. As for us, we will only be proud of the work that God has given us to do. Hallelujah. As for us, you know the King James said, do not compare yourself with another. This guy said, he said people they, they compare whether they are better or they are worse. Who get, who get more money? Who not get more money? Who they eat well? Who do they eat well? Who they eat three square meal? Inconsequentials. He said, but we will not be proud of, we, we will only be proud of the work that God has given us to do. We will not be proud of anything more than that. And that includes our work among you. Verse 14. We were the first people to come as far as Corinth and tell you the good news about Christ. That was part of the work that God has given us to do. So it is right for us to tell you how proud we are. So they are, they are, they are boasting of God's work or the work that God has put in their hands to do. Verse 15. We do not praise ourselves for the work that other people have done. That will not be right. But we hope that you will continue to believe more and more strongly. In that way, our work among you will become even greater. But it will still be the work that God has given us to do. And no more than that. Then we want to tell God's good news to people in places beyond where you are. Those are not places where God has sent other people to work. Then we will not be praising ourselves for the work that anyone else has done. The Bible says this. If you want to be proud about something, be proud of what the Lord has done. Who is really good? It is not the person who praises himself. It is the person that the Lord says he is good. Hallelujah. Don't compare yourself. Don't go to places, in your workplaces, in your, in your compound, in your neighborhood. You're comparing yourself. In church, you are comparing. You don't know people's background. You don't know whether they're privileged or not. You don't even know what they are doing. Just be content. Hallelujah. And that's the last point here. Number five. Don't wish you have what other people have. Don't wish you have what other people have. Be content. Be content. Be content. Don't lie down on your bed and wish, ah, I wish my father was down good day. I wish I was born in America. Oh. I have a member who, who chatted me up one morning. He said, oh girl, I'm tired of this country. I said, what happened? He said, I'm tired. I want to travel out. I said, wow. I said, eh. I said, where, where do you want to travel out to? I said, I want to travel to, to the U.S. I said, why? He said, the, the, the problem of Nigeria is getting out of hand. I said, okay. Oh, in, in, in U.S., there's no problem. He said, no, but Nigeria own is, is, is special. I said, it's because we're in Nigeria. I said, no, that is special. Those in U.S., they know how special that one is too. But I understand why she was thinking that way. She has two brothers abroad. Uh, so you, you can also come and start following her that he is true. Let's plan and travel abroad. Eh, she has two brothers. One is in the US, one is in the UK. That's how she's even thinking it. I want to travel abroad. 
Before you know, she dropped me all the kidnapping they did for that day on the page. Don't wish you have what other people have. Be content. Philippians 4.11, please. Philippians 4.11, be content. Now give me King James. Philippians 4.11. Amen. You know, people have listened to the voice of people and they have entered bush. They have done unimaginable things. People have, have they live their life trying to ensure that they belong. Trying to ensure that they belong. They are forcing themselves into cliques to show that they belong. I started using vulgar word. You know, because I wanted to show my street guys that me too. I'm a G. You know, those days. Yeah, you know, because, you know, when, you, when, we, when we gather on the street, you know, if you're if you not using those vulgar words, you'll not be looking like a Jew. You know, I started going to nightclub just so I can, I can, I can associate, I can show my, 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 my street guys that me too, I'll be guy. Yeah, I know what's up. So you just come, you just say two words, you use F4, two words, you use vulgar words, three words, you use this one, they, they clap for you. And, and the man, and the man, and the man. Friday morning, I don't ask him, which nightclub would they go this evening? Which nightclub would they go? You're just fooling yourself. Grow up. Amen. Verse 11. Now that I speak, not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, dear wit to be content. Is that possible? Dear wit to in what in whatsoever state. Verse 12. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound everywhere and in all things. I am instructed both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. That you suffer need does not mean you are not Christed or you are not born again. Yeah. And you know some of these things people, people say. <laughs> that you are trekking does not mean you are not God's child. Apostle Paul said, I know what it means to be full. I have learned to also be content even when I have nothing. Even when I have, I have needs. Even when I'm, I have wants. I have things. I have learned to be content. What balance? I have learned. I have learned. Hallelujah. I have learned to be content. To be content. To be content. Don't wish you have what other people have. And verse 13 that says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know, most of the time when we quote the scripture, we just think uh, uh, I, can, I can make money. I can. You know, it, you see, it means if in hunger you can do all things through Christ. When you suffer need, can do all things. I can be content. You can still be intact. You can still be intact 
Even in that. Last two weeks, two, two, two of my colleagues were quarreling in the office. Two grown men, two family men. If I one has two wives, then the other one have one wife. So they were quarreling. So I just came back from dropping love seal and I had the quarrel. The other one said that um, um, I came here before you and I became a manager before you. Uh-uh. So I was listening. So the other one answered. Hey, if you became a manager before me, yes, I'm a manager now, but I came to this to this job with my own car. <laughs> so I have more money than you. I have more money. So I have one wife, two children. So I have two wives. I don't have many children. Guys, no, no, he thinks he has money. You, you, you think you can, you know how to drink. Me, I don't drink, but I will deal with you. No. <laughs> so the issue, that's just the issue. The other guy is walking in the office feeling like, man, I met some guys here, but man, I've been promoted as a manager. After a few years, they'll tell you, bros, you don't do. It's not even your father's company. That's I don't make enemies with people under somebody else's company. Because I've left places and we'll meet outside. Uh, so I don't... We'll meet outside. The first place I walked, we left there now. Me and people were still meeting outside. We all left the guys' work. We met outside. So you don't make enemies. Undone. And, don't, don't, don't wish you have what other people have. All these things are, they are just earthly things. First Timothy 6. Rev has been quoting this scripture and it's been a First Timothy 6. First Timothy 6. I came here with my car. <laughs> I came here with my, I came to this walk with my car. Some of us that trek to the office, though. Lord, this is our strength. First Timothy 6. Verse 6. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't wish you have what other people have. Don't compare yourself to other people. Verse 6. But godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world. And it is certain. It is certain. This Rev has been mentioned. This scripture has been. It is certain. It's we make. Ah, ah, don't attach don't attach don't put too much attachment to things any longer because what is it for what, what, the, what is the grace for for we brought nothing into this world and it is certain that was certain it pain me because you wish, you wish they can squeeze, they can squeeze your Rolls Royce into the casket. <laughs> yes, you can. They can, you know, count your money, count your money. You know, our parents used to count money. My father count you count it like this and use the other one and fold it to give one thousand. Count and fold it. They fold all your money and put inside. The weight. As they are leaving this, the way they will chop your money. As they are leaving the cemetery, the way they will, is your money they will start spending first. They will be dragging, they will be fighting for your money. 
We brought nothing into this world. It is certain we can carry nothing out. Why the grace? People killing people for the things of this world. People doing despicable things for the things of this world that it is certain they will not carry out. Once you go, they sit down, they do meeting on how to spend. So, okay, I'm taking that house. I take that two million. I said, is your money? I, 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 deal, I deal with beneficiaries. After their parents go and they come to claim the parents' uh, retirement benefit, I deal with So you, if somebody just wakes up after his father is gone, there are some millions of naira that is for him simply because they put his name there as next of kin. All demand 35 years in service. This guy will just take the two million naira and blow it. Hallelujah. Amen. Finally, First Samuel, First Samuel, First Samuel thirty-one verse one. First Samuel thirty-one verse one. Beware of the voice of the people. Beware of the voice of the people. When people approach you and they talk, watch for the motives. Watch for the motives. And don't base your judgment on what you hear. Now the Philistines fought against Israel and the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines and fell down slain in Mount Gilboa. And the Philistines followed hard upon Saul and upon his sons. Sorry. Give me Second Samuel 1. First, sorry. Second Samuel 1. Verse 1. Now it came to pass after the death of Saul. When David was returned from the slaughter of Amalekites, and David had abode two days in Ziglag, it came even to pass on the third day that, behold, a man came out of the camp from Saul with his clothes rent and ate upon his head. And so it was, when he came to David, that he fell to the earth and did obeisance. Verse 3. And David said unto him, From whence comest thou? And he said unto him, Out of the camp of Israel am I escaped. And David said unto him, How went the matter? I pray thee, tell me. And he answered, That the people have fled from the battle, and many of the people also are fallen and dead. And Saul and Jonathan, his son, are dead also. I mean, see the way the guy passed the news of a, death of a king and his son. He just took it inside his statement and just said it bare. He didn't know who he was talking to. And David said unto the young man, that told him, How knowest thou that Saul and Jonathan his son be dead? And the young man told him, said, As I happened by chance upon Mount Gilboa, behold, Saul leaned upon his spear, and lo, the chariots and horsemen followed hard after him. And when he looked behind him, he saw me and called unto me, and I answered, Here am I. And he said unto me, Who art thou? And I answered him, I am an Amalekite. He said unto me again, Stand, I pray thee upon me, and slay me. For anguish is come upon me, because my life is yet whole in me. Amen. So I stood upon him. <laughs> the guy was just talking rubbish. 
He didn't know who he was talking to. He said, so I stood upon him and I slew him. He slew a king. Because I was sure that he could not live after that. He was falling. And I took the crown that was upon his head. And the bracelet that was on his arm. And I brought them hither unto my Lord. He wants to be in the king's, the new king's good book. Yes. You know all these things we do. So that we can be in the good book. Then David took I, mm, and de, then David took hold on his clothes and rent them, and likewise all the men that were with him. So you see the man that have sense. Now he's mourning. He, 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 the Lord's anointed. He, his behavior is not your business. Your pastor's behavior is not your business. Okay. God did not send you to go and be judging your pastor. Okay. And they mourned and wept and fasted until even for Saul and for Jonathan his son and for the people of the Lord. And the guy still there, he was watching them doing all this thing. He was still there feeling cool. And for the house of Israel, because they were falling by the sword. And David said unto the young man and told him, Whence art thou? David came again and asked him. And he answered, I am the son of a stranger, an Amalekite. And David said unto him, How was thou not afraid to stretch forth thy hand to destroy the Lord's anointed? David have sense so. David knew that this man's throne has been taken and given to him. David knew that this same man, this same Lord anointed, has been throwing spears to kill him. And David asked this man, who gave you the audacity? <laughs> and David called one of the young men and said, Go near and fall upon him. I like that phrase. Fall upon him is not, it's not to do wrestling. And he smote him that he died. That is what fall upon him means. What audacity to come and report the that you you didn't report that the king was dead. You came and you acted drama and said, Now you now you carry this thing. Chukam. Ha ha. And so that's you know, you know, the guy he was coming to buy favor from David because he knew already that he's going to be the one to take over. So he's coming. And most times people come like that. I so have to be beware of yes men, of eye service. They can put it to the bush. But I like David. Now, now give, give me um, First Samuel. Let's wrap it up. First Samuel 31. The man said it was one that killed solo. Okay, let's see what the Bible said in First Samuel 31 verse 1. Foolish man. No sense. The person you are telling, rent his clothes. The people with him, rent their clothes. They fasted. They mourned. You are still there. You are waiting. You are waiting to be given a, a minister of information. <laughs> and the rich man. Fall upon him. Verse 1. Now the Philistines fought against Israel. And the men of Israel fled from before the Philistines. And fell down slain in Mount Gilboa. Verse 2. And the Philistines followed hard upon Saul and upon his sons. And the Philistines slew Jonathan and Abinadab. You see, it's the Philistines that slew Jonathan. And Malki, Malki Shua, 
Saul's son. Verse 3. And the battle went Saul against Saul. And the archers hit him. And he was Saul wounded of the archers. Verse 4. Then Saul then said Saul unto his armor bearer, Draw thy sword and thrust me through therewith, lest this uncircumcised come and thrust me through and abuse me. But, but his armor bearer would not, for he was so afraid. His armor bearer would not. It is you, you that have hand to slew king. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell upon it. What did that man tell David? Yeah. Verse 6. So Saul died and his three sons and his armor bearer and all his men that same day. Hallelujah. So you see, the man brought a fake news. He brought a fake news just to win favor. The same way people come and bring those news to you. To win those favor. To bring bitterness. To sow the seed of discord. Between you and your family. Between you and your friends. Between you and your colleagues. Beware of the voice of the people. The man came. Arranged drama. Arranged drama. Arranged it. Pour dust on his clothes. Run. And say. Hey. 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 You see what happened? You see, man, uh, Jonathan, he just, he just said, mentioned the king and the son like, like men, men. No, no single regard. And, you know, David was not listening until the man mentioned Jonathan and Saul. That was all that caught David's attention. And he said, what happened? And immediately David tore his clothes. It's a matter of sense. Somebody else will be rejoicing. Hey, so don't die. Let's go to the throne. No. Crossense. Hallelujah. The voice of the people is not the voice of God. Develop your spirit. God's word is the voice of God. It's the voice you should listen to. My sheep hear my voice. My sheep hear my voice. And they follow it. Hallelujah. Beware. Otherwise, you will join them and enter bush. And enter bush. Because I can imagine the things that they were saying to David in the waiting for 13 years. What the people will be telling him. You know, I mentioned how his guys were saying, finish this man. Let's end this thing. David said, no. God forbid that I raise my hand on the Lord's anointed. Every time I hear I say, Kai, 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 this man have sense. That's why God, that's, that's why he's God's friend. This man have sense. Every, he said, no, no. I wonder what they'll be saying. They've anointed you king. You are running up and down in the bush. What, 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 what kind of a man is this? You know, get liver. Don't listen to all those rubbish and truncate the process. Don't listen to all those rubbish and truncate the process. In the process is the is where you garner the training and, and the character that you need for where you're going to. In those times that there's no money or you are in need, those are those are training time to prepare you 
for, for where, for who you are to become. So enjoy it. That's why um, Paul said, be content with. When you are high, when you are low, be content. Be content. When you are based, when you are bound, be content. For you can do all things. It is the preparation. It is the preparatory process to reaching the desired goal. Don't let people help you truncate it. Don't let people, don't let people push you, push you out of God's will and push you into the bush. If David had smote Saul, he would not be on that throne. If Saul had just waited five minutes, we ignoring the reactions of the people. Don't let pleasing people take you into destroy your life. You, you can't please everybody. You can't please everybody. We are not here to be pleasing people. Don't become men pleasers. Be God pleaser. And don't live your life trying to impress people, trying to oppress people. No. Take the privilege that you have. Take the money that God has, that you have received like we saw and be a blessing and serve and reach out. Hallelujah. Can we give God praise? Hallelujah. Let's talk to God. Hallelujah. Make a commitment. I'm going to develop my spirit. To learn to be led. To learn to follow. God's leading. God's leading. It's always the best. God's leading will never lead you into the bush. God's leading may not be popular. It, it, it may not appeal to 21st century. It may not comply. But as long as it is God's leading, it's always the ultimate. Thank you for listening. You can call us on 091-25-22-45-4587. You can also visit us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram at SGC Kaduna.